0: The National Rifle Association is probably the most powerful lobby group in America. But as of last week, it became a target itself firmly in the sights of the Attorney General of New York.
1: My office filed a lawsuit against the National Rifle Association to dissolve the organization in its entirety for years of self-dealing
0: and illegal conduct. It's alleged that some of the NRA's top executives including the veteran vice-president Wayne LaPierre, have been living high on the hog at the charity's expense. Really high.
2: Millions of dollars on private travel, eight trips to the Bahamas in just a three-year period, a $17 million contract with the NRA.
0: It could mean the end of the NRA. So is this the court case that could change America? You're listening to Stories of Our Times. I'm David Aronovich. Today... New York versus the NRA.
3: Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at Bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments.
0: For the first century of its life, the NRA stood above electoral politics. Then, 40 years ago, for the first time during the 1980 presidential election, the association endorsed a candidate for president. Next Tuesday, all of you will go to the polls. We'll stand there in the polling place and make a decision.
2: They endorsed Ronald Reagan, the former governor of California, a Republican who was challenging Jimmy Carter.
0: The United States must be a
1: nation secure we must have a society that's just and fair and we must extend the benefits of our own commitment to peace to create a peaceful I think world when
4: you make that decision it might be well if you would ask yourself are you better off than you were four years ago
1: those listening to my voice will have to make a judgment about the future of this country and i think they ought to remember that one vote can make a lot of difference
4: take government off the backs of the great people of this country and turn you loose again to do those things that I
0: know
3: you can do so well because you did them and made this country great. Not
0: quite uh, one-fifth of the nation's vote has been counted on this election day, but Ronald Reagan has jumped into a very early and a sweeping lead. Ronald Reagan won. And that was, I imagine, quite a a statement at the time.
2: Yes, and so began the long story of the NRA supporting successful, generally Republican, but not always Republican, candidates for high office, uh, and in the process influencing their attitude to gun laws. Highly influential candidates in sort of heavily gun-owning areas want an A rating from the NRA, and conversely... Candidates in very liberal areas will wear the NRA's disapproval as a badge of honour.
4: I am very proud that today I have a D-minus voting record from the
2: NRA. The seeds for that development were sowed in 1980 when the NRA decided for the first time to give its seal of approval to a presidential candidate.
4: With a deep awareness of the responsibility conferred by your trust, I accept your nomination for the presidency of the United States.
0: Henry, for a Brit,
2: what is the NRA? The really crucial context which makes this so different for Brits is the amount of money swilling around American
0: politics. You're listening to Henry Zeffman. He's the Washington correspondent for The Times.
2: In the context of a country whose politics are dominated by fundraising, the National Rifle Association is perhaps one of the most important and most pivotal fundraisers.
0: Any American is likely to know all about the NRA. But for other listeners, it takes some explaining. Like, who are they anyway? They
2: are the preeminent gun lobby group in America. And as many Brits with only a little bit of understanding of American culture will know, gun laws, gun politics, and the famous right to bear arms are a hugely important, hugely contentious part of American politics. And any debate on that subject, the National Rifle Association, the NRA, are at the heart of.
3: A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed.
2: What's its history? It's got a very long history, but quite a short history of being the organisation we know it as today. It was founded in 1871 by a couple of veterans of the Union Army who basically wanted to help people become better marksmen. At various points, it's been open to contemporary debates about greater gun control measures. But for the last 40 years or so, it has changed. It's become a vociferous political lobbying institution. It endorses and funds candidates for elections right up to the presidency. And it's a really active and increasingly divisive political organisation.
0: Has it always been against any form of gun control?
2: No, it hasn't been. Measures to circumscribe who can own guns and what kinds of guns they can own are the sorts of thing that the NRA used to be open to. But as American politics has polarised and in particular driven towards the extremes on the conservative side, small-c conservative side, the NRA has become a major sort of uncompromising body. They are pretty much against any further gun control measures now. And their influence, therefore, means that people who the NRA supports and champions, politicians who they influence, are, as you would therefore expect, also pretty uncompromisingly against gun control measures.
0: In theory, the NRA leadership is the servant of the five million members of the association... Its committees are elected at annual general meetings, like the WI, except armed. It has a pretty stable and self-perpetuating
2: leadership class whose actions in recent years, in fact in recent decades, are what have thrust the NRA both to the centre of political controversy in recent times, but also most immediately have resulted in the NRA being hit by this dramatic lawsuit from New York In August 2020.
1: The NRA has been a registered not-for-profit charitable corporation in the state of New York. The Attorney General's office has a wide range of regulatory and enforcement powers over charitable corporations and their trustees, including the NRA.
0: To understand why this lawsuit is being taken out in New York by the New York Attorney General, I need to waft you back to the 1870s. Queen Victoria was on the throne. The American Civil War had been over for six years. Its preeminent general, Ulysses S. Grant, was president of the Reunited States. And a group of Union Army veterans set up an organisation.
2: They incorporated it in the state of New York. And as a result, it's always been chartered as a non-profit in that state, even though its headquarters are actually in Virginia, near to Washington, D.C. In fact, I was driving down the interstate not so long ago and saw their huge building, which has a large National Rifle Association sign on it so that anyone driving past knows exactly who they are. So the lawsuit is in New York for that reason, which I suppose the NRA will be regretting now, regretting having never moved their registration to perhaps a state that is more hospitable to gun owners, because New York, of course, as we know, notwithstanding some quite rural parts of the state, is a very liberal place and it is a liberal democratic attorney general who is now trying to put the National Rifle Association out of business. We knew that Letitia James had been investigating the NRA for some time, for 18 months in fact, and it's worth noting that prosecutors and police officers collaborate much more closely throughout an investigation in the US than they do necessarily in the UK. But her announcement was a civil lawsuit rather than a criminal lawsuit, which makes a series of very severe allegations against the NRA's top executives. She says that they used it as a, "quotes personal piggy bank for a lavish lifestyle. That lifestyle included high-end holidays, private jets, expensive meals, actions which she said amounted to years of illegal self-dealings.
1: Top executives funneled millions into... Their own pockets. For years, the NRA diverted millions and millions of dollars away from its charitable mission.
2: And it does seem to be the biggest threat to the NRA's existence since they were set up in 1871.
1: To award contracts to the financial gain of close associates and family, and appeared to dole out lucrative no-show contracts. former employees.
0: At the center of many of these accusations is a man euphoniously named Wayne Lapierre.
4: I've spent my entire life fighting for the second amendment.
0: The executive vice president of the NRA. He's led the organization for just under 30 years.
4: And I've got the scars to prove it. The media and many in the political class have reserved some of their most vicious, nasty insults for me.
2: He specifically is accused of spending millions of dollars on private travel, uh, including for his family, to have eight trips to the Bahamas in just a three-year period. He allegedly awarded himself a $17 million contract with the NRA, which would take effect should he ever leave the organisation, and he did that without board approval. Wow. So, look, the NRA has very deep pockets... Its turnover, only even in recent years, has risen dramatically. Wayne LaPierre's salary has risen from less than $200,000 when he took over to more than $2.2 million in 2018. And it's into those deep reserves, which Letitia James is now alleging, LaPierre and a few other executives, dipped repeatedly. The focus in terms of some of the most sort of eye-catching individual transactions, has zeroed in on Wayne Lapierre. I think that's partly because her lawsuit has zeroed in on Wayne Lapierre, but also because he is a figure of serious national profile in the US, who anyone who has, you know, even in the UK, people who've watched debates about gun control, particularly following mass shootings when it tends to rocket up the political agenda, unsurprisingly, they will have seen Wayne Lapierre's unrepentant, unrelenting opposition to any gun control measures being introduced in response.
4: Just a week ago, we were all horrified by another terrible tragedy at an American school. Each and every member of the National Rifle Association mourns the loss of the innocent.
0: The higher echelons of the NRA tend tend to swing Republican in their politics, as you might have guessed, but it hasn't always been like that.
2: Wayne LaPierre got his break in politics working for a democratic legislator in the state of Virginia, but a democrat who nevertheless was pro-gun rights. We should note that it's only relatively recent that gun rights are sort of calcified as a conservative issue. American politics generally, but including gun rights, used to cut across party lines in much more complex ways For many decades, even in the 1970s and 80s, you had former segregationists representing the Democratic Party in the Senate, even as the Democrats had moved uh, leftwards. But in particular, in the last decade, you have seen party identities and party policies solidify from the federal level right down to state legislators. So whereas 10 years ago, 15 years ago, there would have been some Democrats who were against gun control, and some Republicans who were in favour of closer gun regulations, now it breaks down pretty clearly along party lines. And perhaps the best example of that, actually, might be somewhat counterintuitive to some people, is that when Bernie Sanders began waging his unlikely campaign for the presidency, his first one in 2016, with the support of people who were more left-wing than Hillary Clinton and her supporters, Bernie Sanders had to recant for the fact that for many years... He was an opponent of gun control.
4: I come from a very, very rural state in Vermont until two years ago. We had virtually no gun control legislation at all, and I
2: represented that perspective. Bernie Sanders is now uh, a strong advocate of gun control because that's what Democrats are, and conversely, that's what Republicans aren't.
0: I remember very well when Charlton Heston stood up in front of the NRA and made this tub-thumping speech about how you'd have to wrench his gun My out of his cold, cold dead, dead hand. hands. <laughs> is up here that kind of speaker, a kind of orator, or is he more of a bureaucrat? He's not a fiery
2: orator, so I suppose... He is more of a bureaucrat, but he's very capable of hardline advocacy in the TV studios of CNN or perhaps more likely Fox News. But he has been criticised. There are some more active gun advocates who believe that Lapierre is a sort of squishy urban bureaucrat who does not understand the lives of hunters and marksmen who do make up the sort of bedrock of NRA membership. But I think if you were to take a sort of long view, I think whatever Wayne LaPierre is, he is successful. I mean, he and his organization have played a big role in stultifying efforts at greater gun control for a couple of decades now. And I think Wayne LaPierre would say to those people who think he's, you know, a bit of a bureaucrat that his bureaucratic methods have done a pretty good job of stopping gun control
0: measures from coming into effect. A good job until now. But last week, enter nemesis stage left, in the shape of the New York Attorney-General, fresh from an 18-month-long investigation and loaded for bear. Letitia James is a
2: long-standing Democratic politician in New York who was elected New York's Attorney-General in 2018. Now, it is an important context for this investigation that she is a New York liberal. She is an inveterate opponent of gun advocates. She, in fact, called the NRA a terrorist organisation during her election campaign in 2018. And it is therefore not unsurprising that the NRA have responded to this lawsuit by saying, well, you know, it's clearly political because it's being brought by a prosecutor who is, in fact, a politician who has stated you know, before she even began this investigation, that she opposes the National Rifle Organization and its aims.
1: This investigation began in 2019. The bottom line is this. No one is above the law, and no matter how powerful you are, including the NRA, they evaded the law. And for that, it should be dissolved in its entirety. But
2: if you put yourself in the mind of a gun rights advocate, it is not unreasonable to believe that they will see her as not an honest broker in that process. But that's not specific to Letitia James. It is general to a legal system in America, which to many British observers, including my bafflement, includes many judges and prosecutors at various levels, federal and state, who are elected along party political lines. Ultimately, Americans have to decide to have faith in the justice system or not. And, you know, the NRA itself is a funder of prosecutorial elections and so on. But, you know, the reality of New York is that it's an overwhelmingly liberal state, although it has had Republican governors thanks to its conservative rural parts outside of New York City.
0: One such Republican being Rudy Giuliani, former mayor of New York City and now President Trump's personal lawyer...
2: It is a quirk of the system that so many prosecutors and so on have party allegiances, but it's a quirk of the system that the NRA in other parts of the country has been more than willing to exploit and to run with.
0: What is the NRA's counter-argument to the evidence which has been presented? I imagine one of the things they're saying is, oh, it's 90 days before an election, so we, you know, this is the timing is suspicious. That's exactly what they're saying. They believe, or they profess to believe,
2: that this is part of a sort of democratic attempt to put gun rights on the agenda in advance of November's presidential election. And we should say, well, yes, it's 90 days until the close of voting, but with a real surge in postal voting because of coronavirus, many people are going to start voting far sooner. I'm deeply sceptical, let's put it that way, that she is part of some sort of Biden-led plot. I mean, that's just not the case. But there is a broader argument by the NRA, which I suppose is bolstered by Letitia James's pre-investigation words of opposition to the body, that this is, well, in their own words, a transparent attempt to score political points and attack the leading voice in opposition to the leftist agenda. Those words are from Carolyn Meadows, who's the NRA's president, effectively Wayne Lapierre's boss. And, look, I think that is how this case is going to be litigated over the coming months and years, and it will be years is that until it makes it to court, until it reaches the final stages in court, you know, you will have the NRA saying this is a leftist plot to take away your guns, and you will have the prosecuting authorities saying, no, it's not, we just think, you know, you've been up to some financial malpractice. Uh, What's the president said?
3: That's a
0: very terrible thing that just happened. I think the NRA should
4: move to Texas and lead a very good and beautiful life.
2: I mean, he's a bit late with that advice, but I think it's certainly true that there will be people throughout the NRA who are regretting the fact that they left their registration in New York for so long.
0: It's an interesting insight into his into his psychology, isn't it? That his answer is not to say, well, are they guilty or not? But if they were in a different state, they might not have to answer
2: the charges. That's true. I think it's not just psychology, though. President Trump, who had very little history in the Republican Party before he became its nominee and ultimately its president. It's a reminder of how cunningly and actually kind of deftly he has one round genuine long-standing ideological conservatives. They didn't trust him right they thought he was this New York liberal but Donald Trump knows where his political bread is buttered. Donald Trump you know, knows that the NRA and that their members are a loyal part of his coalition. And so it's not just an insight into his psychology to do with crime in general, uh, or alleged crime, it's an insight into how this publicity-seeking billionaire businessman from New York City has managed to make himself the, the tribune of the rural left behind across America.
4: Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.
0: The NRA, of course, has been involved in court cases and accusations before, hasn't it?
2: It has, and it has an active legal wing, who are used to responding to lawsuits like this. So, you know, we should bear in mind a very dramatic attempt by Letitia James to ultimately wind up the NRA. But it's not a fait accompli, and it may well not end up happening. If it does end up happening, it's going to take some years. I mean, we should expect suits and countersuits for a long, long period of time, because that's what any big organisation with a legal department worth its salt is able to engineer in this situation.
0: And, of course... Given some of the shootings in the last few years, the NRA has rather been in the legal sites of not least some of the victims.
4: We could see the panic from a distance. Frightening. Familiar. Reports are just coming in, uh, but we don't have a lot of information. There's an active shooter situation in South Florida.
2: That's right. For example, after the Parkland shooting... Despite it being in Florida, Andrew Cuomo, who's the governor of New York, back in that state of New York, tried to get the New York State Department of Financial Services to press banks and insurers, which it regulates to review their relationships with the NRA. That's just sort of the thin end of the wedge of various sort of legal nibblings around the edges of whether the NRA can be held in some way culpable for some of these things. And then there's also political crosshairs that they've been caught in. In recent elections, Gun control groups have sort of tried to outspend the NRA, where the NRA funds candidates, they've tried to fund their opponents. But we've got to remember the NRA is doing this on a massive scale. I mean, in 2016, the NRA donated $20 million to just six Republican candidates for the Senate. This is just one example of both legal and political attempts to scrap with the NRA. But this is probably the most serious threat the NRA has faced For some time, because it's got the Attorney General of a major state coming for it. And Letitia James is not going to let up. So, you know, expect the NRA to have to face this lawsuit, you know, in various forms for some
0: time to come. I I suppose the thing that's hard to understand is, okay, if these people are guilty of doing these bad things, if, then you can see why they might get to be in trouble it's not obviously clear why the National Rifle Association itself would be wound up, and yet that could be the consequence.
2: Sure, but, uh, but, but it's worth remembering, and, and uh, this, this seems to be more dependent on the sort of vagaries of New York law than anything else, that this is a civil lawsuit that's been brought against the NRA and some of its executives and former executives, rather than a criminal lawsuit against those executives themselves. So is the NRA ultimately being held... Responsible, though, worth noting that Letitia James, in the press conference where she announced this lawsuit, did not rule out eventually bringing criminal charges against Wayne Lapierre and the various other men named in the lawsuit. So, you know, I would expect this just to be the opening salvo in what might be some years of of legal wrangling. So these guys are really fighting for their lives, Henry. That's right. Although worth noting that Wayne Lapierre was actually fighting for his life within the organization already. He, in recent years, internal splits within the NRA have have burst into public view. At its annual meeting last year, its then-president was denied a second term by the voting members after saying that he wanted to independently review the NRA's expenses and operations. He accused Mm. Wayne Lapierre of exerting, quotes, dictatorial control. So clearly, Letitia James is knocking at a door which was already being knocked at by some people within the NRA. And, you know, given that these allegations stretch back many years, there's probably a lot of investigations still to be done. I mean, if people are expecting this to be resolved perhaps before the presidential election or before inauguration day next January, that's absolutely not the case. It's going to take much, much longer than that.
0: In other words, the invitations for the party have been sent out before the election, but the party itself can't possibly happen till afterwards. Exactly. I imagine that if the NRA were to be wound up, there would just be another NRA set up.
2: I suspect that's true. I mean, there's a temptation, as there is with so much actually, to assume that it's the lobby group which has produced the gun advocates rather than the other way around. Now, look, it is clearly true that the NRA has had an important effect on public opinion towards gun control and, in particular, elite opinion towards gun control for some years, for some decades. But as anyone who has spent a little bit of time anywhere other than the two coasts of America can tell you, support of gun rights, passionate support of gun rights, is organic. It's there anyway. I mean, people really do deeply believe that the right to bear arms is a constitutional right, you know. As it is, the licence plates on every car in New Hampshire carry the state's motto, live free or die. And, you know, it's kind of a bit dramatic, a bit overwrought, perhaps even a bit camp. But what they mean by that is that they don't trust government in those parts. You know, even though New Hampshire is actually a swing state which at various points has supported Democrats... They really do not trust the government. I mean, Ronald Reagan, the first presidential candidate endorsed by the NRA, you know, said that the scariest words in the English language were, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. People in large parts of America see the government as an interloper. They don't need the gun uh, to protect themselves against, yeah, I don't know, the neighbour with the border dispute. They believe they need their guns to intervene should the government come for them one day. It's something deep in the American psyche and the NRA is just one manifestation of that.
0: You've been listening to Stories of Our Times with me, David Aronovich, and my guest, Washington correspondent for The Times, Henry Zeffman. You can read more of Henry's work at thetimes.co.uk or in print on Sundays. The producer was Leona Hamid. The executive producer is Poppy Damon. Sound design was by Carla Patella. Music by Breakmaster Cylinder and Ketzer. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or Acast. And now we're available on the Times Radio app, along with all the other podcasts from the Times. To download the app, search for Times Radio in your app store. Also, in these uncertain times, you can access analysis, opinion and advice from the experts every day with a digital subscription to the Times and the Sunday Times. Visit thetimes.co.uk slash subscribe today to find out more.
3: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50